Welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Excited to announce what you already know if you saw the description of this podcast. I'm interviewing Tracy Hackler. Been looking forward to this for a long time. Tracy and I go way back. In fact, we go way back and way back and way back. We've had several stints of working together and working in the industry in different roles, both of us. So looking forward to hearing, uh, allowing you guys to hear some of Tracy's story that I'm aware of, and, and maybe I'll learn a few things of what's gone on, especially in the last uh, 14 and a half years since I sold the company. So again, welcome, Tracy. I know you've been extremely busy in the last 14 and a half years, but at the beginning of that time, were you still at Beckett Publications when we sold? You were there, not there, there? Not yeah. There. First of all, thanks for having me on. It's uh, an honor to be great. here. I'm a huge fan of yours, always have been. Yeah, me too. Um, of you. <laughs> so, yeah, so I first started at Beckett in 95, left in 2000, came back in 04. So I was there when the cell, the second time I was there was yeah. right before the cell took place. Yeah, that was early 05, yeah. Exactly right. And were you, did you come in as an intern or were you doing? I did. Yeah. So Pepper. We had a great intern program. Well, Pepper Hastings and Super Super successful. had come up to North Texas to recruit. Yeah. Because they were starting a notes section for the magazine and they wanted somebody who knew collecting and could put a sentence together. And I met with Pepper and Polzer that day and I was lucky enough to land that internship in the summer of 95 and uh, was a kind of a dream come true, trying to make the most of the opportunity. Summer ended, I got married, internship ended. I went to work for uh, the Denton Record Chronicle covering high school sports. Um, I was hoping the, the internship would extend to full-time. It didn't at the time. Four months later, Pepper called and said, we have a full-time opportunity open. Would you why did he make you wait? You know, that's a little bit of Pepper's track. He, he had done the high school stringing with yes. the Denton Record Chronicle, too. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was the minor leagues he sent you to? Well, he, he did. He sent me down, and I think he... You, you need more seasoning? Well, I, I don't what, think what, so. what Pepper told me was that Fred Reed wasn't ready at the time to oh, open the staff up. Oh, let's blame Fred. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, but what he called four months later, I'm like, yes. Oh, terrific. And I think I accepted it before he even offered it. And, uh, and man, it started a, 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 a course for me that has been... A dream come true every single Well, let's put together talents that you already had, but then you further refined them, and well, you've enjoyed... I, I, I bet that you could say you really enjoyed the people you've worked with as well, one, not just the subject matter. No, 1,000%. I think as you get older and as you go through different stints and different um, positions, the the one constant are, is the people yeah. and the people that you get to do it with. And that's one of the things I was so blessed by at Beckett was yeah. not just the work and not just the, the environment and the conditions and what, what we were doing, but it's always more important who we were doing it with. Um, and that was, that's been a, a profound lesson for me then. And it's carried me all the way through to today. Yeah. The older you get, the more you realize I want to do things that I'm good at, that I enjoy. But then you add that other dimension after you've had a couple of jobs and perhaps a, a, a bad run where you say, I want to also do this work with people that I enjoy working with. Yeah, because it makes it And we really, I thought, had that in, 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 a, in, a, in a good way. Agree completely. And you, you made the way for so many of us and, and just the, you, you provided an environment where it was uh, rewarding to come to work every day. But again, like you mentioned, the people were so good and we complimented each other so well. And it was all about the work and the, the finished product and doing right by the subscribers and the readers. And uh, You in particular seem to always, and this has carried you through, you've always seemed to find a niche where you weren't uh, doing exactly what somebody else did. You brought some creativity or spark to it. You were early into the social media and some of the digital stuff. I mean, did you just, was that just, did you just see that coming before others? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, think I did. It was certainly on the social media side, I think I saw and appreciated what, how this new medium could really impact things on a day-to-day basis and even long-term. And But I think I've always tried to, to bring uh, passion to, 
to whatever I'm doing. If I'm writing, if I'm rewriting a press release on a 1995 uh, baseball product or writing a Super Bowl story for, I've always tried to just put my all into it because I want to produce something I'm proud of and always cognizant of the fact that it's not my name that's on the masthead. It was yeah, yours. Yeah, well, and so I want to make sure that you're okay with that as well. well, well you always did a great job. So I, I think it's just hard to see how, well, not hard to see, but I mean, if you look back and you can see that so much of our interaction was either in person or on paper, pen and pencil and pen and, and letters, readers write stuff. Mm-hmm. And now almost all that is digital. And most of who we might call friends are virtual friends. Yeah. So you've got a lot of virtual friends. <laughs> I've got a lot of virtual enemies. Too. I've got a lot of but, <laughs> friends, friends too. But I don't pay much attention to the, the, the quote unquote virtual enemies. But yeah, it's, I mean, perhaps more than any other development over the last 20 years, I think social media has really brought the industry, not just ours, but probably every industry, closer together, more intimate, everything. So one of the ways that uh, social media can really spread things, uh, the viral contagion of something, it seems like bad news sometimes travels or, or controversy travels uh, faster. But I, I've never had the sense that you were throwing, a, you know, th- the card companies have been accused over the history of sure. occasionally being controversial or doing something. But it seems like you've generally tried to tell like it is. And in the long run, I mean, I think we agree. We've probably cut out that same cloth that just do yeah. a good job and people are going to, going to, uh, going to repeat good stories and For bad sure. stories. If, if they're true, they need to be fixed. And if they're not true, they need to die out. So. Agree completely. Yeah. Positivity is what, mm-hmm. you know, it's just how I've, I've lived. You know, the glass is always that full and there's enough. There are another, uh, enough other avenues for you to get your negative news if that's what you choose to delve into. Right. But we're going to, I'm going to err on the side of positivity. Do you think, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Panini in more detail, but now that you've been on more than one side of the industry, do you have, I, I'm guessing you have an increased appreciation for what the guys at Beckett Media have to do, as well as obviously an increased appreciation or appreciation for what the card companies have to go through, all of them. Yeah. It's way more complicated on both of those sides than the average collector or dealer, I think, even perceives. Would yeah. you I, agree? 100%. I think, um, I think if there was like this, internship for all of us who could kind of work on both sides and see it's revelatory when you go to the manufacturing side. I came from Beckett's side and I always had an appreciation for, for what went on there in terms of the, the, the diligence in tracking prices and checklisting, everything like that. And then I went to the manufacturing side and I was blown away just by how, how difficult it can be to get just one trading card approved and out the door. And so I always thought there was, if there was one thing that anyone on either side could do as kind of a job entry is go do the others and see what it's like. Well, you know, when we hired people, especially customer service kinds of people, we had them go work in a card shop for a half day. Yes. Just to see that people have crazy questions and there's a lot of skews and there's a lot of, uh, and there's a lot of passion too. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I think drives all of it is the passion that you see on either side as a collector, I'm passionate, you know, as a social media guy, I'm passionate. And I think passion always wins. And that's one of the things I love most about this industry, no matter what side you're on, is that the common denominator more times than not is just the passion of the people. And is that, uh, again, I think part of the dilemma of the card companies in, in, in uh, basketball and football especially are can be proportional to the, the quality of the rookie crop. Yeah. And that's, you're at the mercy of what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. And it's, there's a lot of excitement at the beginning of the year, but uh, not everybody pans out. And then sometimes you have some, some, uh, unicorns and, yeah. you know, people at, you know, Luca, who's our local yeah, guy. He's a unicorn. Not the, not the unicorn. The unicorn is going to be 
KP. We'll yes, see about that. Right, he is, but, but yeah, but he's the, an old twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is getting old quick. Yeah, the the I always love the the Kurt Warner stories, the guys that come yeah, out of nowhere, because yeah. that's what really will make a rookie. We'll send a rookie class to the next level. Is you, you know that 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 Zeke is going to be awesome, but if you can get somebody to partner with him to come out, um, you're seeing Kyle Allen now, who had a big game for Carolina and. Going back to social media, every reaction is so instantaneous now. Yeah. During the game, people are going to find his rookie cards, and it's going to send the value up. How much time do you have to spend personally on uh, – because I, I just wonder, are you ear to the ground listening to the social media and then responding uh, after contemplation or responding immediately? I mean, there, there's so so many voices out there, mm-hmm. and you could you could have more than a full-time job just listening. Absolutely. So how do you strike that balance? Well, I'm always listening. I'm always looking to see what people what are, are you saying. Are talking about Twitter mainly? Or? Well, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, our blog. Um, I'm always looking to see what people are saying. There's some things you just can't answer. Um, some things you can't answer immediately. The things I can't answer immediately, I always try to do that because I think people deserve that. Do you do like what we used to do in Reader's Write, is that when somebody asked a question, we didn't always answer it mm-hmm. because we were putting answers in the magazine yeah. that were helpful. But when a second person answered that, asked that question or had took that point of view, mm-hmm. then, oh, okay, maybe this isn't a fluke. Is that kind of what you do? Because there's some crazy theories out there. But if you start hearing it from, if, if it takes on some critical mass, you need to, yeah, you is that kind of what you look have to at do? It. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing I always tell everyone that whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on Twitter is like, we may not always answer every question, but if you have feedback or criticisms of us, they always get shared with the right people. Well, especially if they're specific. Yes. These general criticisms or even general praise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it's, it's not very helpful. Hey, you did a great job. Yeah. Well, how did I do a great job? What does job? that mean? Or, yeah, what does it mean? So, but I imagine you do get some specific uh, praise and specific criticism, too, yeah, because people don't see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They see their little picture that, that is not... Uh, is not a complete picture. So they're not necessarily wrong. They have an incomplete understanding. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's accurate. And I also think they're, we're, we're prone to, we being a lot of our audience is prone to, to, uh, kind of buy in too quickly to conspiracy theories on right. things of guys' autograph habits or right, right. what we do with the big cards. Like we, it's, it's not that, um, I wish it was more, uh, like novel, like espionage novel, yeah. like that, but it's not. It's yeah. um, so there's some things Very we can't level. But uh, you, uh, your passion came from your own collecting and your own interest in sports. So how is that? Uh, sometimes when people have their hobby become a business, <laughs> they lose their hobby. So to what extent are you still a hobbyist or have collecting interests, or how, how's that evolved over? These yeah, years? it certainly has evolved. I think being being in the business now for almost a quarter century, um, I'm not as on the edge of my seat for every new release, like I like I was back in the day. Um, I pick and choose things. I still am a collector. I still have my away cards and my Broncos stuff, and I try okay. to share that passion with my kids. And, okay. and and they like cards, and they have their their favorite players. But it's not the same with them as it was for me. But if you come into our house or my office at work, it's still very uh, trading card focused and intensive. And uh, I've been passionate about it since probably. 77, and I'm still passionate. Is there a level of passion that allows you to name your son? Sure. Is that? Sure, yeah. That's uh, my oldest son. His middle name is Elway. Okay. It's well, not a family just, name, but okay. it's uh, his first is name it? is Clayton, so I get okay. that's my wife's okay. uh, Fair enough. father. So I got Clayton after no him said. and Elway okay. after okay. Elway. Hey, El, come on over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. Again, we, we, we'll, we'll talk about John Elway some other time, but uh, just your your 
coming into this industry, is there? Do you have any regrets whatsoever? Oh man! No. Because it seems like you've had a great ride, even though you've had some discontinuities or, or some. You've done it in a different way because we talked earlier about that it, it wasn't linear. You mm-hmm. kind of took, uh, you know, uh, you, you went, uh, which we were delighted when you came back. You know, when when we had people leave our employ, we didn't necessarily. We certainly didn't try to burn the bridge, as you know, yeah, uh, because uh, we we wanted people that we, we we were very pro moonlight. That people should be able to do what they want to do in their free time, and and uh, and if they find a place that they think is better suited for them at that time, or better for their family in some way, or they're moving away, well, then we're not necessarily going to have a party, but we're not going to be, and we will be disappointed. But we were delighted when you came back a number of years later. Well, I was too. You yeah. could jump right in, and we 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 had. Uh, we, we had needs. And again, your uniqueness and your, you, you, you probably, I mean, I, I don't remember, I've, I've purged all my memory of salaries <laughs> and all that stuff. So I'm not going to get into that. But the, the whole idea that you were coming back with some additional perspective and understanding would again be helpful to us. And I know you're not doing any trade secrets either way. It's just, but you know how the industry works yeah. and that made you valuable. And then it made you valuable when you went back to I actually went back to Panini. That you, when you went back, Panini they, was, they the, were new. was the new. Yeah, they kind uh, of had taken over those. Yeah, so it was sort of a different company. Yeah, it was. And, and but you, you ask. I mean, it's been. I've been blessed ever since. You know, and I know you. You shrug this off, but had you and your your company not provided me opportunities, I mean, you've allowed me to achieve like professional dreams. And I know that's. I don't want you to take that lightly. It's yeah. been incredible every step of the way. And, but you gave me the start, so. Thank you, and I'm going to keep being passionate as long as people will have me. Uh, well, thank you, Tracy. We're out of time now. You're, you're getting too personally positive for <laughs> to making me uncomfortable, but uh, I've enjoyed catching up, and you know, I see you around a little bit, and and uh, really pleased that we connected almost 25 years ago. So thank thanks you. to uh, Tracy, who's representing Panini, uh, one of our key sponsors, but we also have Tops and Upper Deck and Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, and then, of course, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, and ComC. So thanks to our sponsors. Thanks, listeners. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this. Thanks, Tracy. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode.